It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Well, the real reason I'm recording is because I didn't want you to think I was dead. I'm being serious here. I mean, a lot was going on in my life the last time you heard from me. So I wanted to just have you rest assured that I'm still alive and well. But what a world we've jumped into since the last time I've spoken with you. If you recall, I have ovarian cancer. Still do, but I'm still kicking, you know? <laughs> On chemo, off chemo. More importantly, I have a daughter with breast cancer who is just like me. She is rising to the occasion. She has had more than one obstacle come in her way to the point where I don't even know that I'm as strong as she is. Multiple surgeries over mistakes done by doctors, and yet her head is held high with no hair, and she's proud of herself and more than in love with her new husband. She got married last November. I got married last February. So you got two bitches here with cancer that just got married to men that have no idea what was about to kick them in the head. <laughs> so they're very strong men, which is what we need. But aside from cancer and aside of our blissful married lives where none of us are allowed to go out and have fun anymore, it's a very serious state of affairs that we are involved in. And no, I'm not going to get political because it's just not worth the aggravation. I know who I like. You know who you like. We all have our own reasons. Mine are usually more right than most. I'm, I'm really just teasing when I say that. But the bottom line is, there's got to be somebody up there that knows what he's talking about, that points us in the right direction, that's not all about funding, that might be about saving lives. And you know what I find myself feeling when I go out? I don't know about you, but... I'm one of those people that will wear a mask. You tell me I'm supposed to wear a mask and it makes sense to me, I'm going to wear that mask. And even if it didn't make sense to me, if it's mandatory, that thing is across my face. And I don't mean pulled down under my lips. I want to smack people when I see them doing that. Oh yeah, I've got my mask on, but it's just holding my chin up. You know, what the hell's the matter with you, dude? I even almost got in a fight with somebody over that. I walked into Home Depot. The guy is there as the greeter, no less. The mask is under his lips. You know, I've got cancer. And I don't want to take the, the risk of inhaling what he might have to spew all over me. It might get in my eyes, not just my mouth. And so he starts to talk to me. What are you doing here, little lady? Like, you know, the first thing I wanted to say was, shut the fuck up. But the first thing I did say instead was, I pointed to my mask. Just, I didn't say a word, I pointed. Oh yeah, you know, that's all a bunch of propaganda. It's all about everybody wanting us to buy the vaccine. I said to him, you know what? There is no freaking vaccine and I don't want to hear another word from you. Put your fucking mask on so I can come into the store. And he starts with me. You're making a big deal out of nothing? I said, you know, I'm going to call the police. He put his mask on and I walked away. It's just gotten to the point where I think a lot of us have reached our limits and we lose control, but we're righteous in losing control over something like that. 
now they want to send our kids to school. Now, luckily for me, speaking very selfishly, my children are all grown, so I don't have to worry about that. I only have to worry about them going out into clubs and partying and thinking it's okay because the governor says that the bars can stay open. Where did the common sense go that I grew inside of my children's heads? These people have young children. Now they have to make a decision. Do I allow my child to go to school? Yes, the odds of them getting sick are less than the odds of me getting sick, but the odds of them carrying the virus home or giving it to a teacher or a nurse or somebody that works in the cafeteria are pretty damn strong. So this has to be purely unselfish when you make that decision to send your child back to school. It's not all about the kid. It's about the circle that the kid is the center of. I said from the very beginning, the entire country, call me unrealistic, call me crazy, call me the woman that looks for the perfect world. The entire country from April on should have been mandatorily masked and shut down, except for essential businesses. Everyone should have been fined minimum $100 the first time seen without a mask. But at least one of the people that's up there in government is more worried about who likes him and wants to fire those that are trying to take care of us. All right, let me get off this subject because it's on everybody's mind and everybody is sick to death of hearing about it. Here I am in Florida, basically newly married, and we can't go anywhere. Can you? I mean, in Florida, it's one of the hottest states there is. We can't even go to another state without being quarantined for 14 days. I'm not really sure the way it works, whether you have to self-quarantine here and prove that you did. I don't know how you would do that. Or you have to self-quarantine when you get where you're going. Who has 14 days that they can sit and quarantine just to be with the person that they're looking to be with for maybe a few days? On the other hand, I've not been able to see my children. Have you? I mean, our kids, they're grown. They live out of state. I've not seen my daughter with breast cancer since her wedding in November. That's how bad it's been because I was moving. I forgot to tell you, I moved again. Last you'd heard, I'd moved to Palm Beach Gardens and I was there for less than a year and I lost my job just like a lot of other people lost their jobs. The mortgage was too expensive. I had another house in Dallas that was free and clear. So we decided I had had that house on the market in Dallas forever, couldn't sell it, rented it out. They were there for about a year. I decided to sell my house in Palm Beach Gardens and we were gonna move back to Dallas and live mortgage-free. And don't you know, the day I sold my house in Palm Beach Gardens, I sold the house in Dallas. <laughs> so there went that. All the furniture that we had had in Palm Beach Gardens, we'd sold thinking we'd make a light move and go back to Dallas where I still had furniture in the house. So now I had two closings within the same week and no place to live. We did a mad dash of a search to find a home, wound up in Port St. Lucie, in a beautiful community, bought all new furniture. Guess how I found all the furniture? 
I found everything on OfferUp or Craigslist or Facebook. The most magnificent furniture at a steal. And I found something new about myself. I've bought furniture that needed to be restained, sanded, made to bring back to life. And I guess in a way, it was me trying to bring myself back to life from all the chaos that had been around me. And I learned that I knew how to restore furniture. And the furniture that I've made, I'm sorry for bragging, but you know, for a woman that didn't know she had this talent, I'm damn good at it. You should see pictures. Like I could sell this table. My husband calls it my forever table because I keep fixing it. I keep screwing with it. I find out that one paint doesn't gel with the next paint and then it starts to blur and then I sand it all over again. But I'm telling you right now, it's stunning. And it's just a little thing that made me proud of myself. And that's something I would like to discuss with you. In these wallowing, tumultuous times where we really have to sit still and do much of nothing, this is a good time to reacquaint yourself with something you used to love to do. Something you can do from home or outside or swim, something creative, pick up a pen, pick up a paintbrush, knitting, try something you haven't done in a long time. It's quite rewarding. A book. There's nothing wrong with sitting with a hardcover book and reading. Anything to stop yourself from just sitting there and saying, how did this happen? Because we're all thinking it. There isn't one of us that isn't thinking it. And there isn't one of us that is happy right now with the way the situation of the world is. If I could, I'd get up and change everything. I would wipe the slate clean, just like a chalkboard with an eraser. But I do want to mention being newly married and having a pandemic hit, keeping us at home 90% of the time, really makes you self-evaluate your worth who you are, how much you can change, how bendable you are, and just how malleable your partner might be. It could for most be the beginning of the end. But we've just learned if you can make it work during these times, you can make it work during any time. My husband came into like a drop of money from relatives from a go. He just found this out about a week ago, and he was so excited. It's like he won the lottery. And I'm just looking at him. I'm giggling because he's so excited. And the first thing he says to me is, I'm taking you on vacation. I said, oh, really? Where are we going? He says, Florida. (laughs) I just started to laugh. He says, we're going to Disney World. That's all we can do unless I sit down and do what I planned on doing before I started recording. I'm going to go on these vacation sites that I belong to, and I'm going to see just where it is that we can go within the state of Florida that might be safe, that will allow us to finally take our honeymoon. That's my goal for today, and then I'm going to finish my forever table. I have all the preparations It's sanded, it's painted again, and I have the gold and the copper paint with the black and the very funny-looking brushes that'll do little intricate markings. And then after that dries, I'm going to pour that 
forever gloss on top of it to make it shiny and new and pretty. And that's when I'm going to ruin my forever table and have to start over again. There you have it, the life of a sugar mom. I've missed talking with you. Please don't think that I was ignoring. I'm not being self-indulgent by even saying this, assuming that you might have thought about me, but I did think about you. And I wanted to let you know that I was okay and hoped that you were doing just as well in spite of the world around us. And I'll talk with you again. I'm going to try and make this a habit one more time. Why not? There's nothing else to do. And I like you. It's Robin Marshall. Thank you for sharing some time with me today. Sugar Mom, signing off.